It's just good. You know, I love being in the will of God. I, love, I appreciate a pastor that, allow, that loves the move of the Spirit and that will allow us just to do what, whatever God says to do. Appreciate the church. It's not bound by the clock. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, you know, if, if you're in faith, guys, you need, to, you need to throw your clock and your calendar away. Get your eyes off the clock. Get your eyes on the Lord. Amen. If, and when you're, when you're in faith and you hook a big, big fish, if you're, if you're fishing and you hook a big fish, you don't yank that thing in right away. You take, you take time. You make, you make patience your friend. And I've shared that with you before. But, uh, man, God is doing awesome things. And if we'll just rest in his presence, he's, gonna, he's got, man, he's got good stuff for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I want to tell you a funny. Is that okay? Several funnies, actually. This was a first grade school teacher. She had 26 students in her class, and she presented each child in her classroom the first half of a well-known proverb and asked them to come up with the remainder of the proverb. It's, it's hard to believe these were actually done by first graders, and their insight is, is quite remarkable. All right, so, so here, here's one. Strike, strike while the bug is close. That was the answer, bug is close. It's, it's always darkest before daylight savings time. Never, never underestimate the power of termites. You, you can lead a horse to the water, but how? Gets better here. Don't bite the hand that looks dirty. A miss is as, is as good as a mister. <laughs> Here's another one. If you lie down with the dogs, you'll stink in the morning. <laughs> These are first graders. An idle mind is the best way to relax. <laughs> A penny saved is not much. <laughs> I'll just tell you a couple more, a couple more here. <laughs> Two's company and three's the musketeers. <laughs> Laugh and the whole world laughs with you. Cry and you'll have to blow your nose. <laughs> this last one cracks me up. I, you know, I hope you take it. Good. There are none so blind as Stevie Wonder. <laughs> oh, man. Children should be seen and not spanked or grounded. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, that's, that's good stuff. All right. Turn your Bibles to Acts, two places Acts 4, Acts 4, and then Ephesians 5. Acts 4. In Ephesians 5. Acts 4 and let's see what verse we want. You know the story. In fact, Pastor preached on this on Wednesday night. <clears throat> after, after they were uh, rebuked for preaching in the name of Jesus and they came back together to their own company and um, 
now, Lord, you know, verse 29, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, everybody say, when they had prayed. When, when, they, when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness, and it goes on to talk about that with great power, uh, the, apostles, uh, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection, and great grace was upon, upon them all. Um, I, I want to I talk about tonight about staying filled with the Spirit. Staying filled with the Spirit. Um, there's never been a time yes. more than now that, that we need to be a church and a people that are filled with the Holy Ghost, that are filled with the Spirit. And I don't just mean uh, our prayer language, though that certainly is a big part of it. Uh, I, but I, in fact, that's what we're going to look at Ephesians 5 in a little bit and see what it really means to be filled with the Spirit because it's more than just praying in other tongues or praying in your spiritual language, though that is a part of, of Spirit-filled lifestyle. How many of you know that's not all? Did you know that's not all? There's more. And, and we are living in a time, really it's the, the great and the terrible day of the Lord. It's great if you're walking with God, filled with the Spirit, sensitive to Him, Marty, it's, it's, it's great, but it's terrible if you're not. And we see all these things going on around us. Actually, we're seeing Psalm 91. You know, I mean, a thousand will fall at your right hand, 10,000 at your side, but they come, won't come nigh you. Well, you know, but people are living in fear. Even Christians are living in fear because of all these things. <clears throat> and... Uh, you know, and, and, and they're, they're, you know, and it's not, I have no problems about you having whatever kind of, whatever you need in your house to protect yourself and all that. But, you know, uh, the, answer isn't, the answer isn't just buying more guns. That's not, the, the, the answer is staying filled with the Spirit. I'm not, a, I'm not against buying, I'm not against that. I'm just saying, so don't get mad at me, all right? But I'm just saying that's not the answer. Okay, the answer is, is the preaching of the gospel and yet, and yet the Christians, the church, being filled with the Spirit. What, what, those, what people need that will prevent all the kinds of things from happening, I mean, they need, we need the gospel to go out. <clears throat> but, you know, it, when, when the devil does infect somebody, we need people that are full of the Holy Ghost that will learn how to, how to avoid the enemy's traps. And we've got to stay filled with the Holy Ghost. That's, that's why what, it's dangerous what's happening in the church today because the church is falling asleep in regard to this. And, and, and the reason it's so dangerous is because we're not modeling spirit-filled living and so people are just you know, headlong into you know, leaning to their understanding and just following their minds. And they're not changed in their hearts. And we're not filled with the Spirit. We're not staying filled with the Spirit. And that's the answer, my brother and sister. Listen, your knowledge of the Word, not the Word. Your knowledge of the Word one day is going to run out. 
You're going to hit the wall. You're going to face a situation you do not have the answer for. I don't care how much you, how long you walk with God, there will come a day, you know, that you're going to face an experience or a time you don't know what to do. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's when we need the Holy Ghost. How many of you know He knows? Yeah, He knows. And He'll lead us, He'll guide us, He'll, He'll, He'll direct us into truth, into scriptures we, never, we didn't, didn't even have any revelation on before. And we need the Holy Ghost and we need to be people of the Holy Ghost and people that are filled with the Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. I really believe that. He was speaking to people. Well, well look, at, look, at, um, look, look, look at Ephesians. Look at Ephesians 5. Look at Ephesians 5 and then I'll... Ephesians 5 and verse 17 and 18. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the, what the will of the Lord is. How many of you want to understand what the will of the Lord is? Okay. And do not be drunk with wine, which is uh, dissipation or an excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Now, he's talking to people here who've already been filled with the Spirit. Is he not? He's talking to people here who've already been filled with the Spirit. They've already had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We know that. The church of Ephesus was birthed. You know, when Paul ran into the disciples in, in Acts 19 at Ephesus, remember? And he, and he said, have you guys been filled with the Spirit? He said, we don't even, haven't even heard about, 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 another, about that baptism. And we only knew the baptism of John. And they were, they were uh, filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke of other tongues. And so he's writing here to people who had already been filled. And he tells them, be filled. What's that about? I said, what's that about? He's talking to, he's talking to Christians. How many of you have been filled with the Spirit here? Okay. You pray in other tongues? Okay. But how many of you understand? Now, I'm not talking about in your spirit, man, but in your soul, you leak. <laughs> You leak. You understand in your soul you leak? Oh, yeah. Somebody punches you, puts pressure on you, whatever. You know, we, we leak. We, things happen in life. And then in, and in those of us who are filled with the Spirit. Now, your spirit, man, is wall to wall, Holy Ghost. But I'm talking about in your soul you can leak. And you, in your soul you can be more or less filled with the Spirit. Is that not true? Otherwise, why would he tell spirit-filled people here to be filled with the Spirit? In fact, uh, in, in fact, what he's saying is to, is to receive continual infillings. In the way it's, in the Greek, it says, "Be being filled continually. Be filled with the Spirit." And by the way, staying filled with the Spirit is the will of God. If you want to understand the will of God for your life, he's telling you here to be being filled. Be continually filled because, Robbie, here's the deal. You're, going, you're taking over this ministry. I got news for you. It's not all glamorous. Let me just clue you in if you haven't figured it out. Okay? You're going to have parents. You got teenagers there and you got parents. You got people. And sometimes you think, you think what was, used to be uh, angel wings is really just shoulder blades and flesh. And they're going to act different ways. 
You know, all kinds of things. They're going to push on your flesh. And you're, tempta- you're tempted to push back and give them a piece of your mind. Be careful not to do that. You won't have any left. No, they, no. <clears throat> no, you know, here's what you do. I've, I've shared this before. But when, when somebody does that, they don't like what you're doing. They don't like the way you're treating their kids or whatever. You just take their hand and say, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate, you know, what your thoughts. I'm going to pray about that and I'm going to get back to you. And then zip it. Then you go and you pray, you get your emotions under control, and you come back with the wisdom of God. But if you react in the moment, then you you start leaking. And if you leak too much, then all you give them is flesh instead of the Spirit of God. Are you listening to me? Listen, guys, we've, we've got to, it's a day and an hour where we cannot afford to be given our flesh permission to do anything. We're not, we're, stop, stop making provision for your flesh. Yes? We're people who are filled with the Spirit. Well, I'm only human. You know, hogwash. You're more than human. You're supernatural. Yeah, I understand you're human, but you're more than human. You're, you're, spirit, you're spirit-filled. Man, you, yeah, you live in flesh, but, you, but man, you are the, the, the uh, this, this uh, treasure is an earthen vessel, but man, we're going to manifest treasure. We're going to manifest Jesus, right? Hallelujah. How many of you ever known a Christian, a spirit-filled Christian, to manifest something else? Manifest a little flesh. Yeah? Of course, they use a scripture in the name of Jesus, of course, you know. <laughs> they bless you out in the name of the Lord. Yeah? <laughs> How many of you have been that Christian? How many of you have been that Christian where you yielded to the flesh? Listen, stop making excuses, guys. It's time for us to be spirit-filled people. Where we're, where we're filled with the Spirit all the time. Some people act so super spiritual at church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, they're dancing and shouting. Amen, pastor. Hallelujah. And they go home and they're just plain mean. I don't, I don't learn how spiritual you are in church. I go to your house. Listen to your, watch your children and listen to your spouse. Five minutes, I can tell you. Doesn't take very long. Tell me how spiritual you are. I don't, <laughs> you put on all that, all, everything looking good on the outside, but no, man, you're, some people are just mean. How many of you know that's not spirit-filled? It's not the will of God. This passage, by the way, that talks about being spirit-filled, it immediately precedes his discourse on marriage. And if, if you're spirit-filled, Life and your spirit, spirit-filled experience doesn't impact you in the home, uh, it's worthless. Thank you for your enthusiasm. If it's not working at home, at least through you, you can't control the response or reaction of your mate, but if you're not put into work at home, you're not going to be able to export it anywhere. Good preaching, Pastor Greg. Hallelujah. No, the will of God, guys, is not a location or a vocation as much as it is staying filled with the Spirit and manifesting the Spirit in all of your relationships. 
And He will always lead you to stay in love because God is love. Now, let me, let me transition just a moment and then we're going to come back to Ephesians 5 and talk about what He says. When He says be filled with the Spirit, He didn't just leave us there. He went on and told us how to be filled with the Spirit. How to be being filled. Okay? But <clears throat> what just happened in Boston and then has happened in different places with tragedies and, <clears throat> and um, you know, terror and all kinds of... See, we read the news and, and listen to the news and it strikes fear in our hearts. I mean, it will in the natural with all of us. But listen, guys, we're not, we're not living in the natural. And we don't have to be led by fear. Amen? Staying filled with the Spirit is essential to remaining sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading in His desire, in His effort to protect us from those kinds of events. Are you listening to me? Yes. I, I just said something you got to get. The, staying filled with the Spirit is essential Amen. to you and I being sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading to protect us from those types of things. And if we're not staying filled with the Spirit, we're not going to be as sensitive when He's trying to lead us to avert danger. How many of you know the Holy Ghost knows things? Now, do, do you understand on 9-11 the things that we don't hear? On 9-11 is, is the buildings, the Twin Towers, they're only half of the number of people that normally show up were there. Did you know that? Did you, you, you go back and look at, the, you go back and look at what, what happened in those airplanes. One airplane had like 14 or 15 people on it. How many airplanes even take off with 14 or 15 people? There, there were re, the airplanes that went down were relatively empty. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm, it was tragic what happened. But the stories, the few stories we hear are, listen, I had to go pick up some cleaning. I couldn't go to work today. I had to stay home. I had to do this. I had to do that. I couldn't go. Yeah? Somebody told me today, they had a relative that was supposed to be handing out water in the Boston Marathon. And, and they, they do it all the time and they couldn't do it this year. <laughs> what do you think that's about? Amen? I said, what do you think that's about? It's the Holy Ghost. And well, look, guys, it, there's never been an hour, never been a time that, that we need to be people who, are, who stay filled with the Spirit and are sensitive to the Spirit because He will, he will stop that kind of stuff. He will, he will lead us how to pray to stop to even stop the tragedies, to speak confusion to the enemy. See, a lot of people, what we, don't, what we don't realize and what you don't hear on the news a lot, you hear it some, where, where people have been caught with these bombs. Well, I'm telling you, people have been praying, and, and when you pray, you're going to spring the enemy's trap, and people will get caught. But it's, it happens because we're filled with the Spirit and we're yielding to the Spirit and following Him. Yes? 
Look at uh, John chapter 16. John 16. We're going to come back to Ephesians and talk about that a little bit. But John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and, and he will tell you things to come. The King James said he will show you things to come. Say, he will show me. The Holy Spirit will show me. The Holy Spirit will show me. The Holy Spirit will show me things to come. Will He show you things to come? Now, He'll show you good things to come, but He'll also show you uh, what the enemy's trying to do. And sometimes you can stop it. Sometimes you can just avoid it. <coughs> Proverbs 22.3 says, the, the prudent man foresees the evil and he hides himself. Sometimes, sometimes it's just... You know, it's, sometimes it's too late to stop a thing and you just go, the Holy Ghost will show you and you go around it. Are you with me? Sometimes he'll show you where you can stop it. I'll give you some examples of that. Several years ago, my wife and I, we just were praying uh, and, and all of a sudden in prayer, this foreboding feeling came upon both of us. And I mean, it was, it was just like, we knew God was, the Holy Ghost was trying to show us something. We didn't know what, so we praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Our burden was on us and we couldn't get it off, so we're praying in the Holy Ghost. And, um, and, and my wife, in a vision, saw a, a truck coming down the street, and Michael, my, my uh, two-year-old son at the time, I think he was two, wasn't he? Two or three running in front of the truck and, and then, that, then, then, the, then the dream or the vision uh, ended. And so we knew the Holy Ghost was showing us what the enemy was trying to do was take our son Michael out. Okay? And so we bound... So when the, when the Holy Ghost shows you something like that, you have power to do something about it. Most Christians don't know. You go back and get my message on prayer this morning. We have power and authority to say, no, spirit of death, you will not take my son out. See, you don't just respond in fear and never take him out, to the, out by a street where he can ever go close to a truck again. I mean, certainly, you know, we were watching that. But, you know, you don't respond in fear and never, never let him go outside the rest of his life. Okay, no, we bound, we bound the spirit of death off of Michael and we said, no, you don't. You not have our son. And we prayed in the Holy Ghost till that heaviness lifted and we started praising God, thanking God. And, and certainly we watched him when he was outside. We did that too. Fast forward, two years later, we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was actually Broken, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, going to Bible school and then we, two years later, we were pastoring, and we went down to Galveston, took our family just to have fun on the beach, and they were going to go swimming. And I stayed back in the hotel to, to pray and to study. And, and, my, and my, Janice took, uh, took the children, and she was taking them to the beach. She started to cross the street at Seawall Boulevard in Galveston. And at the time, there was, a, uh, there was not a median there, but there was a, 
an area where you could cross so she could cross two lanes and then, and then wait. She was going to wait in traffic until the other two lanes were free and then she was going to cross. They got across. They were in the middle waiting for traffic. And, and Michael, for whatever reason, he thought she, she was going to go on. And he, he darted out. And, and she, she looked over to the right. And here's that truck she saw in the vision two years before. She said, would you say Michael or Jesus? Which one did you say? Michael! And he leapt backwards into her arms. He was running forwards. He, 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 didn't, even, he didn't turn around and run. He leapt backwards. I mean, it had to be an angel. Well, let me tell you something. That got taken care of two years before. Are you listening to me? The Holy Ghost will show you things to come. Not just negative, I'm telling you some negative. But look, that's positive, isn't it? See, but we don't need to, we don't need to respond in fear. We didn't never let him out in the outside of the house anymore. Are you with me? Because we already took, we already took authority in the spirit realm. The devil was not going to have our son. Amen. Michael today is Andrew Womack's daily television producer. If any of you watch Andrew Womack's daily show, Michael Moore, my second son, is responsible for putting that whole thing together. Is that awesome? Praise God. Hallelujah. One time we were praying, just, you know, just, just in my own time of prayer. And, um, and, and, all of a sudden, that foreboding feeling came on again. And this doesn't happen all the time. But when it does, we need to know how to respond. The Holy Ghost will show us things to come. We, we, if we're spirit-filled, we'll be spirit-sensitive, and we can avert all this danger and all these things we're afraid of. I'm telling you and teaching you how to avoid all that. Yeah? And so, I've, all of a sudden, I, didn't, I, I had that same kind of... See, we, we, we know... Spiritual things, 1 Corinthians 2 says back, we compare spiritual things with spiritual. And so I was feeling the same kind of foreboding that I felt back then uh, when, when uh, that thing with Michael happened, you know, a few years before. Now it's, it's, it's a few years later and I'm, I'm praying and all of a sudden I can't get any peace. And so I was about, my children were in a Christian school at the time and we we're getting ready to take them to school and I said, I said, boys, y'all just, just chill because we're not ready to go to school yet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> awesome, Dad. Man, and I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, praying, praying, and binding the enemy. I don't know what it is. He never showed me what it was. But I prayed for about an hour until I got peace. And I said, come on, boys, we're going now. Oh, Dad. Anyway... <laughs> And we were living in Houston, Texas at the time, and we got in the car, and we, we lived over off of Greens Road, and we were driving, and we got, and we got up where we normally get up on 45 to go, uh, go south, and, and there was a 20-car pileup that happened just about the time that we would have been on there. Well, how do you know you would, you would have been in it? I don't know, but I know I wasn't. That's what I know. Amen? I'm trying to help you here, guys. Listen, the Holy Ghost 
will show us things to come. Now, it's not just bad stuff. It's good stuff too, okay? But um, Paul Milligan, who is an, uh, on Andrew's board, uh, he was an elder in my church, a businessman, owns a business here in Fort Worth. And um, he had, when his business first started up, he, he was trying to get this deal in the, in the San Francisco area, the Bay Area, and, and it was a big, he was a huge contract. And he had to cancel one time for something came up, a funeral or something in his family. And so now he's scheduled to go again. And he's, and, and all, he's driving to work and, and, and he's just having this sense, I can't go today. He's praying, praying in the Holy Ghost. Remember, being, being filled with the Spirit, being sensitive to the Spirit. He's praying, praying in the Holy Ghost. And then all of a sudden, he calls the secretary, said, call him. If we lose the deal, we lose the deal. I can't go. And so he, did, he, didn't, he didn't go. And that day, in 1989, in October 1989, is when that earthquake happened. And he timed it. When he would have been off the air, airport, he, was on, he would have been on that bridge that collapsed. I'm telling you guys, the Holy Ghost will show you, teach you and show you things to come. Andrew Womack was planning to go on a, on a, a, a missions trip to Honduras, I think it was. And man, he had to cancel one time and he just, he had, he, he just didn't have peace. He said, I can't go and he canceled. And uh, and. and you unfortunately, the plane went down. But I mean, you know, I'm just telling you guys, God will show you things to come. God, if you, if you will stay filled with the Spirit and stay sensitive to the Spirit, He'll show us things to come. Now, I've shared negative things with you, but I'm telling you, right here in this church, there are millionaires waiting to be birthed. You know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not just saying that. I'm saying what the Spirit is saying. There are millionaires waiting to be birthed in this church, but you've got to be sensitive to what the Holy Ghost is saying because the Holy Ghost is out ahead of everybody else. And He knows what will make money. And He knows how to make money. And those who, those who trust God and will serve God and not serve money God will give you million dollar ideas. In fact, there's someone in here today that has, that, that has the potential to be a billionaire in this room right here today. Just remember me when you come into your kingdom. <laughs> I'm teasing. Well, maybe not. But <laughs> no, just man, I mean... Listen, why, are you, why does God want to bless you? He, he wants to bless you so, you so you can be a blessing. Now, listen, I'm saying that because if you'll grab hold of it, if that's what God's speaking to you, then, then God's going to give you a million-dollar idea or a billion-dollar idea. Not, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm telling you what God's telling me to pass on to you. He trusts you with money. Now, will you give yourself permission for Him to bless you in that measure? And take the limits off. He'll show you, listen, He will show you things to come. Things that, things that all the, you know, Trump and all the, uh, who's the other guy that makes all, makes all the billions of dollars? Huh? Warren Buffett. Yeah, well, Warren Buffett and all those guys. I mean, the Holy Ghost, they, they, 
Buffett and all those other guys don't have anything on the Holy Ghost. He'll show you how to make money. He teaches you to profit. Are you listening to me? But, what, but here's the key. The key is we must stay filled with the Spirit. The problem is, really, here's the problem. We're following the crowd and not the Spirit. That's the problem. He'll, he'll teach us. He'll lead us. Yes? Now look back. Look back at um, Ephesians chapter 5. Here, here are keys to staying filled with the Spirit. Now remember, if you're not, if you're not sensitive to the Holy Ghost, look, look guys, in, in the, you know, like I said this morning, in, when the tsunami came there in Sri Lanka, okay, animals went to high ground. Did you know that? Very few animals were killed in the tsunami. You know why? They followed their instinct to higher ground. Look, guys, if animals could follow their instinct to higher ground, those of us that are filled with the Spirit could follow the Spirit to higher ground. Yeah? And a lot, a lot of people did. A lot of people, you know, left early. They, they, had, they had a sense. and it's, it's, it's a day and an hour where we must be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And that's why we need Calvary Cathedral International and, and a pastor and his wife who, who are going for it in, uh, for revival and the move of the Spirit because we've got to have, we can't just have the teaching of the Word. And I'm a teacher. You understand? Well, I mean, some of you might think I'm not, but I'm a teacher. I mean, I love teaching the Word. But we've got to have the move of the Spirit. If we don't have the move of the Spirit, it, I mean, we're sunk. Our boat's sunk, man. Or it'll never, or it'll never, get, it'll, it'll never get launched. We've got to follow the Holy Ghost. We've got to be people who are sensitive to the Holy Ghost and not afraid to move out more now than ever before. All the things that are happening, all the uncertainty in the economic sector. Listen, guys, you know, you, how are you going to know what to invest in? You don't, except by the Holy Ghost. But I'm not afraid when the Holy Ghost tells me to do something, I do it. And you know what? I make money when He tells me to do it. Man, I, man, God gave me a house, my wife and I a house. It's just amazing. And, and it's just awesome. I mean, but it's an investment. And we're living and enjoying it right now. But man, we're going to make mega bucks when the market goes back up. Amen. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will bless you if you listen to Him. Now, so here are some, here are some keys. I'm just going to give you some keys. The first one is actually is not in Ephesians because I already mentioned it. The keys to staying filled with the Spirit. Number one, is receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and pray in the Spirit daily. <coughs> Number one, <coughs> pray in the Spirit every day. Pray in the Spirit every day. How many of you are filled with the Spirit? Okay, put your hand down. How many of you not, but want to? Anybody not filled with the Spirit yet, but you want to be? Man, I'm telling you, God's got good things for you. Where, where, where yet? How many, yet? How many of you not, but yet want to? Okay. All right, there's one, two, how many, how many others? You're not filled with the Spirit yet, but you want to be. Okay, we're going to give you, all right, three. There's a, there's a few of you. What we're going to do before the service is over, we're going to give you an opportunity to be filled with the Spirit. It's no problem. It's a gift from God, and you need it. Let me tell you what, what being filled with the Spirit does. I've already told you some benefits of, of it, but it opens your understanding to the Word, 
Proverbs 1.23. I'm just going to give you these. You might want to write them down. Um, it's the it's doorway into the supernatural and the operation of the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. Okay? Um, it, it opens your understanding to the word, Proverbs 1.23. It's a doorway into the supernatural operation of the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. Jude 20 says it stirs you up in your faith. Also, Jude 21 says it keeps you in the love of God. How many of you think that's a good thing? Man, I'm telling you, uh, when, when, I'm, when I'm talking about we leak, I'll tell you what, what happens when we leak, we, we, we leave love. But you pray in the Holy Ghost and you'll stay in love. And then 1 Corinthians 14.4 says it edifies and refreshes you. Man, there's all kinds of good things. And in 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15, it expands your prayer life. Wow. I mean, all these benefits, and I've just given you a few, of just a very few. There's lots of benefits. You know, why would you not want to be filled with the Spirit? Why would you not want everything that God has for you? And let me tell you something. We need the Holy Ghost. And we need to be st stay filled with the Holy Ghost because it'll do all these things. Plus, it will help you. See, the Holy Ghost is, remember they said they, we need, they needed to have an early warning system there that they didn't have in the tsunami? Well, the Holy Ghost is our early warning system. You can, you can nick that and pray and, I mean, you can write a book on it. The Holy Ghost, your early warning system. Just send me the tithe. Amen? Now, this is the start. St being filled with the Spirit and praying in the Spirit. Then look at Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, let's look at it again. 17 and 18. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, and do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be what? But be filled with the Spirit. Now watch, filled with the Spirit, but he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. What did he do? He went on in 19, 20, and 21, and he taught us how to be filled with the Spirit. First of all, he said, speaking... Uh, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So, so encouraging one another in psalm. Encouraging one another in psalm. It's what PS40 does. Amen? It's what Kevin and the worship team do. The choir does. They encourage us in song. That, that, uh, in psalms, which are spiritual lyrics or scriptural lyrics in song. Okay, when you're, when you're just... You know, singing the word in song. Hymns are humanly inspired lyrics in songs. Spiritual songs are spontaneous lyrics given by the Holy Spirit. And then singing, the, because singing the word encourages others' faith. Whistle or hum while you work. It's contagious. Look, guys, if you want to stay filled with the Spirit, sing around other people because it's contagious. It'll rub off. It's infectious. And you infect people with the Holy Ghost. And he said, be filled with the Spirit. And then the first thing he's telling you, look, sing psalms. Whatever you heard in church, sing it. Or listen to worship CDs and then sing. Everybody say sing. sing. Yeah, but you never heard me sing. I don't care. Sing. Sing. I said sing. Did he say sing here? Sing to one another. Sing, man. It, it makes a difference. 
It keeps you filled with the Spirit. Did you know that part of being filled, part of being filled with the Spirit is praying in other tongues, but part of being filled with the Spirit is you singing in front of others. Hallelujah. Is that what it says? Singing, is that what it says? Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual psalms. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Then, then it says, and singing, everybody say singing, singing, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So singing to yourself. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost, pray in other tongues, encouraging one another in song where you're singing to them, but then just sing to yourself all the time. Instead of whining, and crying, and belly aching. No, man. If you're, if look, guys. If you're, if you're think, if your thoughts are, are, if if the enemy's trying to rent space in your mind with fear or offense or whatever, you need to start singing. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord! I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Just start singing. Start praising. Start worshiping God. Amen. Yeah. Just sing, 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 sing. Sing, man, sing. Amen? You're good at that in the shower, I know. But do it, do it in the car, do it all the time. Sing, make melody in your heart to the Lord. My, my grandchildren, man, they bless me. They just go through the house singing. Just singing. Man, it's awesome. Amen? So, so much in life is a potential drain off. We need to practice intentionally singing to ourselves to build ourselves up. This aspect of childlikeness releases joy from our hearts and it's an important key to staying filled with the Spirit. We just read over this. We read over it. He said, look, don't be drunk with wine. Um, rather be filled with the Spirit. You know what? Drunk with wine in the natural, it just it deadens your senses. And that's what happens when you're filled with the Spirit. You don't get so, you know, you get dead to all the stuff that's going on in the world. You just get God-focused and man, you start seeing God's perspective. He starts downloading things in you and he starts showing you what, yeah, the devil's doing this and this, but let me show you some what I'm gonna do through you. And then you start praying that. You, you, you start, it's, it's Steve and I were talking about this today. God shows you stuff. Well, he's showing you stuff to pray. Start praying it. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. Man, you start getting in the presence of God, guys, and you get a different perspective and you stay filled with the Spirit, and then you change things. And you, and you get your mind off of what everybody else is doing. <clears throat> Amen? Then, then look at it. <clears throat> this is how you stay filled with the Spirit. Then he said, uh, giving thanks most of the time. Always. always. Giving thanks always. Everybody say always. 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 Now, what does always mean here in Texas? Always. Everybody say all the time. Amen. Giving thanks all the time, man. Praising God, thanking God. See, it takes no faith at all to moan and groan and bellyache and complain and, and, and talk about a problem. That's the problem. And, and look, I, from time to time, I do listen to some of the talk shows, but man, I can't listen too much. Because it just, it just no, it takes you, to, it's a dead end. And, and so, you know, Woe, despair, and misery upon me. Is that what they used to sing in Hee Haw? I mean, oh, you know, I know I got it wrong, but it, you know, it's something like that, you know. What, what was it? Do, you, do you, somebody remember what it was? Huh? 
gloom, despair, and yeah, and all agony and misery and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean that you know if you if you you know you can throw up your hands and oh my God, what are we going to do? The guy that we voted for didn't get elected. Well, how many of you know Jesus is still on the throne? And the church still rules and reigns in the earth. Jesus rules and reigns through the church. And we can make a difference. But I'll tell you how we don't make a difference. Being down in the mully grubs, griping and complaining, acting like, you know, God died because the wrong guy got in office. I got news for you. There will never be a president who will, who will match our Savior. He is not your Savior. Are you listening to me? <laughs> we, we just need to start thanking God. You need, look, can I, I'm, I love you, but you need to thank God that anybody would live with you. Seriously. You, you need to stop focusing on the negative and you need, you need to thank God for your spouse. Start thanking God for good things. Amen? Thank God that anybody would live with you. Thank God. But you know that, that, you know, she cooks your breakfast and she does all this stuff for you. Thank God. I know everything's not perfect, but you know, like the only ones here, perfect, me and Charlie. But Lori and Janice know better. They can, they can tell you all the truth. Listen, guys, if you're going to stay filled with the Spirit, we cannot, we cannot be unthankful. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, this is the will of God, in everything give thanks. Okay. Now you can be called of God to a particular location, vocation, particular ministry, whatever. You can be right in the center of the will of God and you can, be, you can miss the will of God a million miles. You know how? Stop being thankful. Start complaining. Start, start focusing on problems. When I have people, when I pastored and people come to me with a problem, they act like I didn't know. I've been here 24 years. You mean I don't know that there's a problem? I'm not, my head's not, I mean, I'm, I was born at night, but not last night. Don't come to me with a problem unless you, unless you prayed over the solution. <clears throat> it takes no faith to identify a problem. You start thanking God for what's going on here at Calvary Cathedral International. Thank God for your pastors. Thank God for the leaders here. Thank God for what he's doing here. Is everything perfect here? No, because you're here. <laughs> no, nothing's ever gonna be perfect because not everybody's perfect, are they? As, as me and Steve. I mean, it's just, you know, it just doesn't, no, listen, guys, everything's not perfect, but here's the deal. Look, I've told my, I've told my kids this. Listen, life isn't fair, but God is good. And I'm not, it's, not, it's not my job to make everything fair. It's not my job to fix everything. And I want you to be thankful. I want you to be a thankful people. I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost, I hear Him saying, I want you to be a thankful people. If you're a thankful people, you'll be a Spirit-filled people. If you're a Spirit-filled people, you will hear my voice and you will know what to do. But if you're, if you're a negative people, if you're focused on the problem, you know, I understand there are times you have to confront certain things, but most of the time, you just start needing to give God thanks. Things are as good as they are. Amen? 
Man, I'm telling you, I was in, I was in Switzerland, Holland, Poland, and India in three weeks. And man, I kissed the ground with my, my wife when I got back. She did go with me to the three countries, but I was just on the way to India just thanking God that I have a pastor. Thanking God for the relationships we have. Thanking God for what He's doing in my life. Thanking God for uh, all these, for my wife and for all these wonderful things. God, man, listen guys, our, you know, if you're going to stay filled with the Spirit, you, He said to always give thanks. Now I understand the enemy can try to come and try to mess with your mind and get you focused on other people and problems and all kinds of things, but, but I can't stay there. I can't park there. I can't live there and stay filled with the Spirit. I've got too much to do. I said, I've got too much to do. There's too much to do. There's, there's too much that God wants to do through me and through you for us to get stuck. I don't want to get stuck. How about you? I don't want to be one, one of those that gets off in a ditch and gets stuck because life hasn't been fair. You know? When, well, here's what's going to happen when you get to heaven. You want to know? When you get to heaven, how many of you like to know what's going to happen? Oh. Ah. Now I see. Now I understand. You were good. You were right. You were fair. Ah. Oh. Now I see. Now I understand. You were good. You were right. You were fair. So let's practice that now. Ah. Oh. Now I see. You were good. You were fair. You were right. You are good. You are fair. You are right. Even when it doesn't seem like it. That's our problem, is our seamer. <laughs> the peanut brain between your ears. You need to let God roast your peanut. Yes? I'm talking about how to stay spirit-filled. I didn't write this. He said, be being filled and part of that is giving thanks always. Thank God for this church. Thank God for my job. Thank God for my boss. Thank God for my wife. Thank God for my husband. Thank God for my children. Thank God for life. Thank God for this nation. Amen? On and on. Can you give God thanks? Listen, guys, I'm, ta I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about how to stay filled how to stay filled with the Spirit, giving thanks always. And then, finally, just submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. I know we love that word, submitting. But do you know submitting has to do with staying filled with the Spirit? Everybody say submitting. Submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord, as opposed to submitting to one another in the fear of man. Submitting to others in the fear of the Lord it's a vital key to spirit-filled living in the will of God for our lives. It means that we maintain an open, yielded, humble attitude toward people and we give people permission to do what God called them to do instead of trying to control or manipulate. 
I'm talking about how to stay spirit-filled. He said, submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. Rather than being resistive and adversarial and unyielding to people, that's not spirit-filled and it's not the will of God. You know what I'm talking about, that person that's not moving or changing for anyone. Their theme song is, I shall not be moved. If Jesus or the Apostle Paul showed up with wisdom or a better plan of strategy for ministry or, call or said, I want this person that's here, I want them over here now. But we can't do that. No, 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 they, they belong to us. We got to have them here. What if Jesus said he wants them here? I'm talking about how to stay spirit-filled. We're submitted to one another in the fear of the Lord. We give permission for Jesus to set people in the church where it pleases Him, even if it doesn't please us. <laughs> the real issues for a submissive person are pride, fear, uh, for an unsubmissive person are pride, fear, and control. When control is one of the primary motivators in a relationship, reason goes out the window. Whenever there's circular conversation, you can't ever get you know, to an end of a situation that you, can, you, all, you just automatically know this. If you can't bring resolve, a reason can't, can't bring resolve to a situation, that control is always the issue. And, and you're not spirit-filled. That's the thing. You, you just leak to a point. Now you've got to control. You've got to make it happen. You've got you to push. Remember Rebecca? God spoke to her that you're... you're your uh, older son will serve the younger. And then now her husband's fixing to miss it. Remember? And so he's gotta, she's got to help him out. But what, what we don't... So she manipulated. You, you know the story, right? She manipulated. And, and, and Isaac couldn't see, so she, he was blind. And so he, he, she, she brought, uh, she brought uh, Jacob, Jacob in or, or, uh, and, and, and he deceived. And she deceived. And here's the, here's the deal, guys. What you, what you try to get, see, it was the will of God for Jacob to, to rule over his brother. That was the will of God. Okay, but here's the deal. Or, or for, him, for his brother to serve him. But, but it wasn't the will of God for her to accomplish it her way. Yeah? And when you, when, when you, when you have an unsubmissive spirit and you start to control and manipulate the situation... Or, you know, you just your flesh doesn't want to let people do what, they're, what God's telling them to do. What happens is, guys, then what, what happened to Rebecca, she never saw her grandchildren again. I mean, she never saw her grandchildren. She never saw her son again. And, and, and Esau hated her. And she died early. You miss out. See, this is, I, I understand we like to just talk about talking in tongues, but this is part of it too. Having, having an open heart and having a yes in your heart. My daughter who was here this morning, she, when she got married to Cody, she had to have an outdoor wedding. And I'm thinking, oh my God, no. And in, in the Bay, in Dallas, Texas, no. Outdoor wedding, no. It's either going to rain or it's going to be hot. <laughs> outdoor wedding. But it's her wedding, and that's what she wants. What we need to have in our heart toward one another, toward our children, toward our pastor, toward our employer, toward people in, lot, in our relationships, is have a yes. 
Not a no. Everybody say yes. yes. See, if, if we're submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord, then we're going to trust God in one another and have a yes unless we have to have a no. So my daughter had an outdoor wedding. And I said, in Dallas, Texas, and all of our friends are in Decatur, and they're not all going to come to the wedding. She said, I don't care, I want an outdoor wedding. In Dallas, Texas, 102 degrees. Sweat. But man, she had an outdoor wedding, and it was awesome. Amen? Listen, guys, we don't control people. Now, how many of you want to stay filled with the Spirit? We've got to give permission. We got, we, okay, I'm just going to take a big risk here. <clears throat> we got to give permission for Mark and Lisa to go where they're going and let them go and rejoice in that. Amen. If we're going to be spirit-filled people, Okay, we love them. How many of you love them? But there's, I know the ministry they're serving. And they're serving a wonderful ministry. I know Dwayne Sheriff personally. And, and, and I'm, I'm just telling you guys, they're, they're in the will of God. And, and we, got, we got to give them permission to, to go. We, we got to give them permission. We didn't, you did, I know none of us want them to go, but they're, 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 they're there. See, it, us... Putting the brakes on keeps us from being spirit-filled. You can't stay spirit. You start, you're leaking big time. Leak, 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 leak. Let them go. Give them permission. How many of you would give Mark and Lisa permission to do, to the, to the will of God? I'm asking you. I'm not, don't, do not lift your hand if you're not from your heart going to do this. Because I'm asking you, because I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm taking a risk here. Okay, but I'm asking, how many of you here will give Mark and Lisa permission? I want to know. So this is this is a this is the this is a faithful crowd here. You're going to give Mark and Lisa permission. You're going to let them do what God's called them to do. How many of you will let them? Okay, all right. Now, then then how many of you all if you let if you let that happen? How many of you will let God build His church here at Calvary? Knowing that he knows what he's he knows what he's doing, he set Mark and Lisa. But how many of you know? In the natural, it might seem like it's a void. But how many of you know that God is not lacking? Amen. And Calvary Cathedral International is not lacking, and we're not lacking for anointing. We're not lacking for power. We're not lacking for the uh, for the move of the Spirit. We're not lacking for the Word of God. We're not lacking. Amen. You know the only thing we're lacking is giving God permission and saying, Lord, you can do it. You can do it. And you, we're not going to lack. We're not going to miss anything. Yeah, we miss them individually, personally, the relationship. But, you know, I mean, you can call them. I mean, but the bottom line is this. Okay, we've got a job to do. And that job has to do with staying filled with the Spirit. And that job... If being filled with the Spirit means that we're submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord and we're going to give permission to people to do what God tells them to do and we're going to follow pastor in his lead. We're going to follow him and we're, and we're, and we're, going, to, we're going to treat 
what's going on now is as God, God it's going to be gooder. It's going to be gooder for Mark and Lisa. It's going to be gooder for Calvary. If it's not, then let's all go home. Come on, church. Are we going to, are, are we going to let God do what He wants to do? Are we going to give Him permission to do that? I was going to do something different tonight, but I'm telling you, I'm just led. And I'm just take, I'm taking a risk because I don't know, Pastor might, <laughs> he might tell me something different later, I don't know. This may, this may be my last time here, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, here's, here's being, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. And it's time to go forward. Pastor, if you enjoy, we come up here. Just stand right here. These are our pastors. These are our apostles of faith. These are our leaders. Amen. And and we're good sheep. Say say I'm a sheep. I'm a good sheep. Say bah. Bah. Look at your neighbor. Say I'm a good sheep. Okay. You know you know what you know good sheep. They follow their shepherd. How many of you know these shepherds are wise? They're going to care for us. They're going to make sure we're fed. They're going to make sure we're led by the Spirit. They're going to make sure we have everything that we need. Uh, Jeremiah 23 says, if you'll follow your shepherds that God's given you, you will fear no more. You won't be lacking. You look it up. Jeremiah 23, you, you will fear no more. You won't be lacking. And there'll be no dismay or discouragement in your life if you follow your shepherds. And God's given us wonderful shepherds here. And we're not going to be lacking. We're, we're not going to lack for the word. We're not going to lack for an anointing. We're not going to lack for anything. We're moving forward because we're given permission for Mark and Lisa to go where God set them and we're given permission for pastor to lead us. If we'll do that tonight, we'll stay spirit-filled. Amen? Now, did you read that? I didn't write it. God said, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Here's what I'm asking you to do. This is what I see. If, if here's, here's, here, here's the call. With one accord, the power of unity. You know, goats, as opposed to sheep, say, I love my pastor, but, you know, I know, I know Mark and Lisa are going there, but, I love the move of the Spirit, but, you know, whatever's on the other end of your butt is what you really believe. But we have, we have an opportunity here to, to, with our hearts, with our hearts, with our hearts. We've got a job to do. And we've got to be all in. All in. It's time, church, to be all in. To give Mark and Lisa permission to do what God called them to do, to give Pastor and Joy permission to lead us. If that's you and you're part of this church, then I want you to get up and I want you to come stand behind them. All across behind. All across this auditorium. Just come. Everybody, come. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. 
You know, my, my wife, come up here, honey. My wife, um, see, I, I was going to do this different tonight. But my wife, um, you talk, we're talking about submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. She said, she said honey, I think, I think you, got, you need to address this. I said, man, I can't do that. But the Holy Ghost said, I'm just submitting. And it's time, guys. I said, it's time. This is where we're at. I mean, you know, it's in the natural, sometimes we feel loss. Okay, because we love people. Right? But I tell you, we're going to value the cross greater than any loss. And we're going to follow these pastors. And I'm telling you, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bust Satan's head. Together. I said together. Now, now, Pastor, I want you to enjoy just just come right here. Now, now, now turn turn around. Look, look at all these people. They're with you, Pastor. Say, we're with you, Pastor. We give you permission to lead us. We will not be lacking. We will not fear. We will not be dismayed. We will help you accomplish the vision God put on your heart. We're all in. We're good sheep. In Jesus' name. We're submitted. And we're filled with the Spirit. And the devil doesn't know what to do with us. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Now listen, 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 listen. We need to help these pastors steward this vision. Anybody that starts complaining to you about their feeling of loss or what God's done, you, you, you need to preach this, re-preach this message to them. Amen? And don't let your ears become garbage pails. Amen? Praise God. Now I'm telling you what God, God's going to do. Okay? Now I just, the, the Troy, and what is your wife's name? Sarah? God's sending more people just like Troy and Sarah. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, you're a breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. And you know what? We're going to give permission for God to send Troy's and Sarah's. And, and for God to, and for Pastor to put Troy and Sarah in their place without feeling jealous. Amen. Because nobody can take our place. Amen. Nobody can take our place. God's got a place for me. He's got a place for you. But we've got to give permission. How many, how many of you trust our pastors? Amen. How many of you thank God for our pastors? Listen, guys, we're, we're together submitted in the fear of the Lord, saying, Lord, we're, this is our finest hour. But, but we've, got to all, we've got to be all in. And I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you to encourage your pastors. I don't care whether it's an email or you know, a card or a phone call or whatever, to let them know, man, we're, we're with you. And man, we're not just behind you, like way behind you. I mean, we're, we got your back. And we're, we're going to see the work of God done, the vision of God in your heart. We're, we're gonna see this through, pastor, until Jesus returns. Amen. And we're going to give you permission. We're going to give you permission to, to uh, 
you know, put people in place that where you feel like it's best. And if we don't agree, we're just going to say, bah, bah. We're good sheep. God is good. And, and you know what? Our pastor is good. And, and he's fair and he's right. Amen. And see, this is being spirit This is being spirit filled. This is, this is better and stronger than if I laid hands on every one of you today. Because we're saying, we're, we're together, we're all in. But look, Pastor, we're all in. You're not, there's not one of you lying about this, are you? Say, we're all in. We're all in. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Now, Father, I just release your anointing on this flock in the name of Jesus. I, I release, Father, your anointing, Father, to be the people, Lord, the, the people of God that, Lord, will carry uh, the baton and carry the vision and lift pastor's arms, pastor and Joy's arms. And Father, this is gonna be a season of refreshing, Father, and blessing. And Lord, we're not holding back. We're not, we're not sitting back. Father, we're all in. We're, we're gonna be part of the team that goes out. We're gonna be part of the prayer tower. We're gonna be, we're gonna be encouragers. Father, blessers in Jesus' name. We're submitted to one another and submitted to our pastor in the fear of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now let's Hallelujah. pray. Let's pray. Let's pray for Pastor and Joy. Father, in fact, uh, could, let me let me get this. Could, let me get this. Uh, is this will this mic work here? Can you do this one? Okay. We're going to pray for Pastor and Joy. All right. Y'all, some of y'all gather around and pray. Why don't you leave? Why don't you leave, honey? To start out. Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you for the precious gift that you've given us in Pastor Bob and Joy Nichols, Father. Yes. They've led the way, Father, for many of us. Yes. And many of us are alive because of them, Father, taking that step of faith, Father, that step of faith to follow you with all yes. of their hearts. Thank you, Lord. Father, they do it daily. They do it hourly. They do it by the minute, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for these precious gifts, Father. All that you've called them to do, they will fulfill, Father. Yes, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless them. Yes, Father. Bless their family, Father. Yes. Bless Susan and Philip, Father, and each of their children and grandchildren, Father, and great-grandchildren. Thank you, Father, for your anointing and your blood that covers them and keeps them, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood that covers Janet and makes her whole, Father. We speak your blood over Janet Nichols, Father. We thank you for your blood that's alive on the mercy seat. Your blood is speaking life and health and wholeness for Janet, Father. And we speak life and health and wholeness over the Nichols family, Father. Father, we thank you for a mighty move of God. This is their finest hour. This is their greatest day, Father. Hallelujah. They are not too old, Father. They are not too young, Father. This family will move forward in the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Father. 
they will fulfill the call of God upon their lives, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, we thank you for anointing Pastor Bob and Joy with fresh oil. And Father, uh, as you've anointed them with fresh oil, that oil flows down from their head over all the body. Over all the body. How many of you receive that oil? It's flowing over the whole body. It's flowing. The oil is flowing. The power of God is flowing. It's moving in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you. I just hear the Lord say, Pastor, he's given you David's mighty men, except they're Bob and Joy's mighty men and women. Bob and Joy's mighty men and women, and they will fight. They've got your back. They're going to take ground. There, there will not, there will not one word fall or fail that fall, that comes from your mouth because they will hold it up. They will carry it out. They're strong. You're strong, and the strength of the Lord is yours. And your latter days are will be greater than your former. And the vision that God's put in your heart will surely come to pass. But this time, as you spoke tonight, it'll be the team that God's put together. And here's the team. And in the natural, some of it seems to be a ragtag team, but it's a team that God's anointed. It's a team that God's called. And it's a team that will not fail. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Did you have something, John? Okay. You have something, Charlie? Thank you, Jesus. I just said some, somebody's got something. If you've got something you need to give or share, praise God. Yeah, we just had an altar call. You're all saved now, right? <laughs> praise God. Thank you. Huh? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll do that in a minute. All right. Man, this is good. It's good and pleasant. This is good and pleasant. Amen. I just want to just kind of want to bask in this, this presence. Let's just thank you. Father, we thank you. We love you. We worship you. Father, let, let, this, let this moment of bonding, it's just like we're, it's just like God's connecting us in the spirit. Man, God's going to put things in your heart to pray for pastor. He's good. God's going to put things in pastor's heart to pray for you. Man, there's, I tell you guys, nothing will stop us. Nothing will stop us. Amen. Nothing will stop us. Say, nothing will stop us. Hallelujah. We're not going to let offense get in. We're not going to let uh, evil thoughts get in. We're together. We're on, we're on the same team. Amen. Praise God. Now, you know, Glenn, I see, you know, you're doing things, and you're, but you're, do, you're going to do more. 
I just see leadership grace on you and you're going to step up and, and you know, you're content because you're not, you're not filled with selfish ambition. You're content to be in the background, but I'm telling you, you're going to have to step up because there's more that God, more leadership, more initiative God has. God puts things on your heart you need to share with pastor. And I just see God's got leadership grace on you. And you know what? That's what he's doing in this right, right now, in this hour with this, this group of people. He's got leadership grace right here. Dan, leadership grace is on you. Amen. And he's raising up, he's raising up leaders, but, but they're going to be faithful. Let me tell you what faithful means. Faithful doesn't mean just showing up every time. That's part of it. Faithful means true. True. Loyal. True to the vision. True to the heart of this man. Amen? We will forever be thankful for Bob and Joy Nichols. And we will make sure, amen, we will make sure that they're blessed. Amen. And in, in making sure of that, we're blessed. Amen. Yes? Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah.